On this Buyer Listening Podcast, I have Dustin Brome and Eric Simon, the Broke Agent, as we announce the Massive Agent Podcast coming over to BAM Broke Agent Media. This is the first big podcast we have brought over since we launched. There's going to be many more. Dustin has broken the mold. This podcast has been going on for 240 plus episodes. He has hundreds of reviews on Spotify and Apple. You do not want to miss this. We talk about that. We talk about Utah. We talk about Utah. What else do we talk about? Volcanoes. Volcanoes that could just ruin the real estate industry. Tons of content. What you should be doing right now. Check out the pod and enjoy. All right, boys, we've got massive news on this podcast. Who, who wants to break it? Who wants to break the news? Be you're, the one. You're good at introducing these things. I'm, Maybe I'm you could set it up and he could break it. Oops. Well, we both started our podcast, not this one. I'm talking about the real word. And then you started your podcast around the same time. We're trying to figure out before we started the pod, but you started in January 2018. Yeah. Um, you've been an innovator in the past, finalist. Yes. Oh, but you haven't won? No, apparently uh, there's a better won. show out there, according to, That's right. according to Inman. Although, I'm the over-ask Inman innovator of the year right here with Matt Leonetti. I'm a two-time oh, finalist. Okay. That's right. So, I haven't won, though. Anyways, uh, I've always loved your pod. We've talked about some stuff over the years. Like, you, you care so much about putting out good content in this industry. You take a lot of pride in what you do and really have always just respected what you do and how you do it. And so you've always had a lot of thoughts about how to amplify that content mm. over the years. We've talked about some different things. And now finally, we get to do it together Yeah, man. as part of BAM. So yeah. the Massive Agent Podcast is coming over to BAM. It's going to be on Broke Agent Media starting next week. Dustin, uh, you, you've just done such an incredible job with that brand, especially on the audio side. I think what's going to be cool you. about BAM is on the video side of the pod, it's gonna to go to the next level now. Yep. And so how excited are you? Just tell us about the whole uh, the whole process coming over. Yeah, it, I mean, this has been in the works for a few months now. Um, yeah. You know, when you guys launch Broke Agent Media, it, it's like, you know, I had the industry syndicate for a while and, and it was this, the thought that it could become eventually one day, basically what you guys have already built. And, and you guys executed on it. And I'm like, this is so perfect for agents and there's so much synergy here. And like our personalities are similar. And, and then we started talking about, you know, what it looks like, like, well, what if my podcast is just part of broke agent media and, and that it, it's just been cool how it's come together. So, um, you know, I, it's, it's crazy to think about how big that this can grow one day, but like yeah. right now we kind of all see this vision and, and we see the need that agents Agents need to be served better. You know, the sources of information that agents have is minimal and especially on social for God's sakes. Yeah. Like you guys know that no other real estate media company is really posting shit on social ever. And, uh, and you guys are doing it at such a high level and you know, I, I wanted to participate. So, you know, yeah, we're pumped to have, yeah, we're so pumped. Eric, in yes. fact, Eric, oh, know, shit. He, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't my have God. one of these. Ah, the vintage. But, uh, that is ridiculous. I have a vintage. If you're watching <laughs> Did on you bring YouTube, me one of those? I forgot. Oh, thanks. Justin gave me this back in, uh, what was that? Inman, LV, uh, Las Vegas? That must have been 2019. It was pre-COVID. 
that was uh yeah it was definitely pre-covid <laughs> yeah i got one of these t-shirts i actually have one of the original broke agent t-shirts yeah i have to find that spread at the bottom that's of the, fantastic bottom of the draw but yeah I, I would break this out for for this announcement in this pod that's great i mean i would like one of those shirts as well and now i feel, I, I feel like i've dropped here. the ball pretty dramatically yeah, this here. is the first time i've actually seen you not in a massive agent shirt right yeah i'll one tomorrow we, we went to dinner in vegas together i'm this, wearing his right now. No, yeah this, I no, see he that. Gave me this at, at this nice steakhouse <laughs> And he was wearing the massive agent shirt. Yeah. And it's like, he never takes it off. Like Katie Day with the Move Me to Texas shirts. Like everyone has kind of their branding. I use, I wear that key shirt everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying to evolve away from that. I'm showing my face a little bit more so I don't have to always have my logo. By the way, do we everything. have the BAM merch? Yeah. We're here in Dallas. So we got a lot going on obviously nice. this week. You got the BAM merch. Yeah. Okay. For me. Am I getting a t-shirt? Or, no. I mean, I'll just, stickers. I'm going to wear this wear the, next, one, exactly. the next three days. Yeah, we have we have stickers. I'm We've done wearing... pretty good with thinking most things through and until like what we're actually wearing. Yeah. yeah. You thought that through. I thought this through. fucking awesome. I packed it. Yeah. And usually I wear this to the gym though, honestly. It's, yeah. a, it's a good gym tee. It is. So Dustin, it's pretty cool that you're coming over. This, since we've launched BAM, obviously we started with bringing over this pod and the real word and obviously Overask integrated and we started the walkthrough and we started, uh, you know, B2L, which isn't a really podcast but youtube show and this is the first podcast that has been established been going for a number of years and yeah. now is coming over to the bam network yeah do you think other people are going to follow and obviously they've got to be the right fit but how much demand do you think now after seeing that you came over will there be for others to to want to come over to the to bam hopefully it helps you know yeah. it's it makes so much sense to like work together and link arms like my show is still independent. It's not like you guys are going to be like, you can't have that guest on, right? Uh, not going to be doing that. You're going to have to run everything by me. Actually. Okay. <laughs> I am the chief of content at BAM. Fair enough. Everything that comes out of <laughs> Byron's is, mouth, every, of every text that is written, every caption is carefully scolded over by me. You're the yeah. master planner. Yeah, yeah exactly. The orchestrator. Okay. Yes. So puppet master Eric, yes. as long as it meets his <laughs> approval, mm -hmm. I can do whatever the fuck I want. But it's like we're working together to build this thing. Yeah. And, and the, that's cool. And so it makes sense. It makes sense for me. I think it makes sense for, for other shows that are like-minded. Yeah. We do so much like with the pods, we want it to link out, you know, when we do a blog for a podcast, for example, we want it to link out to a great social clip where, you know, sometimes people don't want to give those link outs to, um, you know, to other social channels that aren't part of the blog or whatever. Yeah. We want that. So we yeah. want, you know, one of the big deals about you coming over is we want to see, your TikTok and your IG explode because of this partnership, you know, it's part of, I mean, that, that obviously that's part of it. Like I'm looking for more exposure for myself, my brand, my content, and you know, you guys are doing it right because you realize that it's not about you know, competition. You realize collaboration is where it's at. Like, I don't know what you gain in 2022 by like not ever mentioning anyone else, not ever tagging anybody else. Like, how does that help you? Does, it yeah, doesn't. not with what we're not in a media company. You, right. Every everything should be amplified. The more, yeah. I mean, we link out to everything. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, the more you can do that, the better. Well, yeah, we're really doing the barstool method. I mean, we joke about it, but they do have such a good strategy in terms of bringing on creators and then growing all their creators, and yeah. that they're all really tagging each that. other constantly in Instagram stories and yeah. on Facebook and on Twitter. So I think that's what we want to do with this. Yeah, it's that rising tide lifts all lifts all ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm here for it. Have you heard that analogy? We we told. (laughs) Yeah, we say it every every time we open our mouths. Yeah, so I think so. (laughs) I may have put that in the intro to my podcast as well. Did you really? The the bar stool of real estate. Yeah, yeah. So Dustin figured out, and I don't even know how to do this. I don't know if Bobby knows how to do this, but he's when he announced that massive agent was coming over, he put it on all two hundred forty something episodes that he has. That little intro because. You have a lot of people that go back and watch old episodes. Yeah, surprising amount yeah. will listen to old shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got a bunch of reviews still. Your review yeah. game is strong. Yeah. On the audio side. Yeah. How'd okay. you get all those? I decided that I wanted to get a bunch of asking for them. Uh, I haven't asked for reviews in a long ass time. Like it's probably been over a year, but there were certain periods where I would just ask for reviews. And you got to make it easy for people too. So rather than saying, hey, go leave me a review. I just created a short link. It was like massiveagentpodcast.com slash review. And it took people right to the spot on Apple Podcasts where they could leave one. Mm. So when you remove the friction, more people are going to do it. Where do you think more people are listening uh, to yours? Apple, Apple or Spotify? Apple, Apple for sure. Yeah. I, I think only 10% of my downloads come from Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. We need to do a way better job at getting reviews on our podcast. Yeah, we do. We've been pushing YouTube so heavily lately and we've started picking up a ton of subscribers, which is great. Yeah. But I've basically abandoned on over ask. Initially, my game plan was get Apple podcasts, all those reviews. Like that's the link I always pushed. And now it's always the YouTube link. So we need to definitely strategize more about how to do that. And we have like, we could do incentives. We could do giveaways, t-shirt giveaways, merch, um, shout outs, that type of thing. But totally. I think we need to do that. Yeah. Uh, and read a review on the air. We did it with the Tom Ferry and you know, summit tickets and that did really well yeah and posting a review to your story and then or like a youtube comment to your story and then a link after that is a great way to provide like showing that episode's really good like we just said with the tom yes. tool episode all these comments saying like oh my god like you know this really helped with my my script reading or something like that or my objection handling so we posted like three reviews and then a link right after that and i think after we did that we got like 500 link clicks that day from yeah. it that's so, smart dustin I mean, we definitely want to like not just talk about the the BAM stuff, which is super exciting the whole time. We want to add extreme value so people can you know have some takeaways here. If because you've been doing audio podcasts for so long, but it's a national reach, you know, it's it's got a wide audience. Agents, mm-hmm. if you're doing it locally for like just your town as an agent, would you still do the audio version? Like, say you were interviewing school teachers or business owners in the community every single week as an agent. Would you still do the audio or just YouTube or would you do both? I would do both for sure. And I started just audio. Like I didn't even record video for, I think I was 150 episodes in. I didn't do any video at all. Um, You know, in hindsight, that's stupid. (laughs) But uh, there's people that will actually go to Apple, they'll go to Spotify, they'll go to Pocket Cast or wherever they listen and they'll, they'll use that as their search engine. So like if, if you're in Salt Lake, like people go, oh, I wonder if there's any Salt Lake podcast or Austin podcast. So, I mean, you should probably show up there. Yeah, no, that's a good. And I mean, just like we were just talking about Jeremy, what he's doing in Austin with his YouTube channel, that'd mm-hmm. be the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. People that are searching that type of content that are coming, you know, especially if you're in a city like that, where there's going to be a lot of people that are moving, you know, relocating to Austin. Yeah. And searchable content. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you there. What's the best show for an agent right now? I think interviewing school teachers, that type of stuff would, and I don't see anybody really doing that would be killer. What's your opinion on that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
as long as you're choosing interesting people or, or yeah. people with interesting stories, because I feel like a lot of people will start doing that with YouTube or with social or with a podcast and they'll just like interview anybody. Like let's interview the fucking dentist. And, but does anyone really want to listen to the dentist? No, I don't, I don't want to listen to school teachers. Well, that sounds <laughs> I, horrifically boring. I hate listening to dentists because it yeah. means they're asking you a question and they have, you know, tools in your mouth and I, I can't answer you. I mean, like, why are you even talking? Yeah. It, it, that's, right. that's a tough job. I wouldn't right. want that job, but you don't think school teachers like the, you know, gym teacher who's been there 47 years and can make free throws in his sleep uh would be interesting you don't you don't think that kind of stuff that's seen like decades of this community and how it's changed you know and again you've got to to dustin you've got to engage ask the right questions you got to definitely work on yeah. get some stories out of them yeah getting those old school stories yeah the way you put that it like be, that yes yeah. but the way you articulated earlier it made me think it was a show of just like 50 school teachers that you're interviewing on a weekly basis <laughs> which sounded, which no, no, sounded extremely gotta, boring yeah, yeah. Like, this is mrs pingree from first grade or something like that yeah my point is this the school stuff is so crazy mm -hmm. like now that i have a daughter you know she just started kindergarten that's in school like getting you know she did pre-k three pre-k four now it's like real stuff i mean parents are just so into it mm -hmm. i mean everybody knows everybody's shit yeah. all the time like yeah. everybody's into what's this doing what's that doing what's the teacher doing and so being the voice of what's happening like around that school is really powerful especially for people like if you're talking about those lower grades kindergarten everybody's thinking about getting a bigger house for you know first grade yeah. those are the grades where it's like i need a bigger house i need more space i need to get away from the kids and so producing content around that when people are moving well, and, the, and that's a buy and a sell most times that seems like yeah it'd be really effective not necessarily from a content perspective but from getting your face out there in the school yeah but from i guess i'm always thinking about agent to agent content to me that doesn't interest me if dustin I'm, were to I'm go saying interview agent and to Consumer. getting business yes okay that yeah. makes sense well it's like that article that i brought up earlier you know like now that compass is not giving out bonuses and exp is you know downlines are shrinking mm -hmm. like getting business is in, important right yes. so it was a cover on the real word this week it was interesting because i do think a lot of people and since dustin is at exps we have now let exp into bam you, I have the you, know, you know how we know dustin's at exp yeah because he has socks <laughs> on from an exp conference they literally say exp on them yeah you like they're the to his knees with the squares they're ridiculous fashion icon <laughs> it's yeah. the worst fashion <laughs> combination i've ever seen in they're my life. crazy but it grabs they're, attention it does absolutely yeah. so and so that was a risky move by the way letting i, I think it was a good band. move no there's a, a lot move. of exp agents feel great about it yeah yeah you know we we give them a lot of shit but they consume content too. but dustin would you they agree do. that yeah. there's those people yeah yeah there's a lot of agents that have started at EXP with the thought that they're going to build this huge downline, not have to sell as much real estate. And then yeah. they realize building a downline is really hard. Yeah. It's not easy. No. Right. But like anything else, there's people that start in real estate. They're like, I'm going to sell a fuckload of homes and they yeah. don't cause it's not easy. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Both of them are hard. Yeah. Both of them are hard. Both of them take a lot of work. You don't ever talk about your downline on massive agent, right? No, it's been a while. Cause I realized it doesn't work so well. Yeah. You know, I'd rather somebody decide for themselves that they see value in partnering with me, wanting to work with me rather than me telling them why, why they should. Yeah. You know, just so I don't really say shit anymore. Um, but it, my my group's been growing faster than ever. So something's really so this whole downline shrinking thing. I 
Well, I don't know about that. I think, well, the point of the article was that the people that got in early yeah. are going to be fine, right? It's the people that get in on the tail end that are going to get such a small piece of the pie. And there is something to that. The industry is shrinking though. Yeah, and, you know? and for sure. But there is something to that. Like if you're number 86,000 at EXP, you're not getting the Kyle Whistle, Dan Beer advantage of getting in early and, and building, but also the advantage that they have, the advantage that you have and others. Mm. And you can throw real into the bucket as well. You can throw Tim Macy out there or whatever. The advantage that you guys also have is that you do have a reach. So the agent that doesn't have a reach, that hasn't built a personal brand, right. that hasn't done that side of things and just thinks like now hitting people up like on LinkedIn DMs and getting people into their down, that's just never going to work. You're no. better off hitting up people in your community that want to buy or sell or invest in real estate. You're going to make way more money doing that. Totally. I mean, I got out of production, but I didn't decide, all right, I'm done selling homes. Now let's go build this thing. Like I got out of production because I could yeah. after I built the thing. Right. So, you know, you kind of have to lay the foundation first and not everyone can do that. But, you know, it's, it's not even an EXP thing, but if any agent can can build some residual income that isn't tied to their own activities, even if it's another five, five hundred to a thousand bucks a month, like that's that's meaningful. So any brokerage that can do that, I think, has a, a real shot at, you know, growing while the industry is compressing. How do you think you stay sharp in real estate on the ground floor, not being in production anymore? I have 250 something agents that yeah. I talk to on a regular basis. So, um, you know, through weekly calls and one on ones and following them on social, like I, I still stay involved and uh, I make an effort to to a certain extent still like know what's going on in their transactions. And I have local agents, you know, in in my market, too. And so. Um, I, I see, do you have a team in the local market or just agents, not a sales team. I yeah. just have a few, well, I have about seven local agents that are referral partners so that they're not an actual sales team. Yeah. I have that itch though. Like the sales team to do the team. Yeah, I do. But then yeah, I, I think I'm so far down the other Avenue where it doesn't really make sense for me. I think it'd be a big distraction. It's a know? lot of work. Oh, it's a shitload of work. Yeah. And it's not like that's easy either. You know, that's not easy. Right. No. Starting yeah. a team, maintaining a team, obviously holding employees or agents accountable right. is, is right. very difficult. Right. Yeah. I just have so many mentors around me that have done it and kind of have the blueprint. So if I chose to do it, I could do it a lot faster than most could just because they've got the blueprint. Yeah. But again, like I just don't, it's not really for me. Who's your biggest mentor at EXP? Clayton Gitz out of Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, he's I don't been. I know who that is. You know who that is Eric. Yeah. He's been huge. Huh. Does he play for the Pirates? I <laughs> think he absolutely plays for the Pirates. Eric. Okay, yes. got it. It's <laughs> the only way I would know him. Did you start <laughs> the Massive Agent podcast before EXP? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I did. Okay. Yeah. So, did you ever continue it thinking like this could potentially help my downline? Was that ever in the back of your head, yeah. or you were just early to the content game? So when I started the podcast, I honestly had no idea what it would lead to. And then it caught on within the first few months because I, I had it somewhat of an existing audience from Snapchat and a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And and so the podcast caught on and I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, what else can I do? Like, you know, how else can I monetize? How else can I serve the people I'm connected to? all of that. And, and so I launched my massive agent society coaching group first about three months after the podcast. And then once I actually learned how the EXP model worked, I was like, 
well, that just lets me partner with people and be a coach and a mentor, you know, that's incentivized when they do better. And it clicked for me. And I was like, well, let's, that makes sense to do too. So that's kind of the evolution of shit. How did you get your audience on Snapchat? An Inman article. Okay. That's right. For real. Yeah. So Gary V, I would randomly watch some video of his that he was telling people, this was right when he was getting a hard on for Snapchat. Mm -hmm. I think it was 2016, 2017 ish. And he said, no matter what industry you're in, write an article for some major industry publications that says why you're jumping on Snapchat for the, the coming year. And so I'm like, okay, I wasn't a writer. And I just wrote some shit and I sent it off to Inman, to RIS Media, a few other places. And Inman's like, sure, we'll publish it. And they included a they, they included my snap code. Mm. And so I, I woke up the next morning or that morning that it was published, I had um, a thousand or something follows from wow. other agents. And then the next morning, same thing, another thousand or so follows. And so all of a sudden after two days, my audience was predominantly agents. So I just started are they, sharing Are most of them still there or have they faded off of Snap? I don't know because I left Snap, snap you left as well. Snap. Yeah, it's been a while. I still use it because of, like a bunch of my my wife uses it. A bunch of my friends are on it. It's like really? great. It's like, a great messaging One on app. one messaging. Yeah. yeah. My kids like the filters, like the lenses. Yeah. I don't find myself unless somebody, one of my friends sends me something. I don't find myself like navigating through Snap and looking at content. It's not like TikTok where you can get lost for an hour. It's, right. It's, you know, I don't ever consume on it. Me neither. They innovated the story game though. Like that's how Instagram stories developed. They invented Snapchat. It, yeah. I developed a lot of agent to agent friends through Snapchat too. Really? Yeah. This guy like Greg Stock from Seattle. I met up with him in like 2016 from Snapchat actually, which is kind of weird. Actually, we went at a house in San Diego. I've used Twitter. There's, there's a couple other people there, but like th I, this is how my friendship started in real estate is through Snapchat because really? I like yeah. made that communication from Instagram and Facebook so much more personal before stories and people really DMing that much on Instagram. Totally. So, so Snapchat, people who are early to that game, were early to even figuring out stories. Like yeah. it was, it was oh, a good 100%. move to be honest. I've used Twitter more on the one-on-one -on -one communication and Twitter's still actually pretty good for that. Like yeah. if you want to reach somebody, they're usually seeing all their mentions where it can get lost. Even in yes. Instagram DM, those can get lost. Oh God, Instagram DMs, messenger, Facebook Messenger, like yeah. fuck, it just mm -hmm. gets marked as unread somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you guys still on Snapchat like daily? Still open the app no. every day? No, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have notifications on. I'm not okay. on there daily, but. Yeah. I had to pay a bookie through Snapchat or communicate with a bookie through Snapchat once. That's the only time I opened the app in the last couple of years. What were you betting on? Uh, literally everything. Name All of sport. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you can bet yeah. on. Degenerate exactly. gamblers. Yeah. yeah. Women's college hockey basically, or college WNBA lacrosse games. basically. So you also mentioned the Facebook group. Yeah. Is, was this your Facebook group or did you just become a prominent name in a Facebook group? Because I know there's a lot of agents that also do that like within lab code agents. Right. They kind of develop their own following and community because they're just so actively commenting. Yeah, it, I was one of the founders of it. So because of Snapchat, some of my best friends in the industry, like we built our relationship on Snapchat because it was that, like you said, it was that first uh, like face-to-face -face deal like that didn't exist before Snap. So like Chelsea Pites, Shannon Milligan, um, Bucky Beeman, a commercial guy out Yeah, there. I know, I know. Remember him. Bucky? Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, don't know him, but I remember him. You know of Bucky. Yeah. You can't forget the name Bucky Beeman. No, yeah. he, was, right. he was so joyful in all of his videos. Still, still is. Yeah. Yeah. 
but like we became friends and like, they all came to Park City, Utah and we had like a in-person mastermind. I remember that, that actually. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Yeah. And we started the the Snap Pack. That's right. Yeah. It was the Snap Pack Facebook group. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought, I always thought it was Snap Back Facebook no. group. No. I was a member of this Facebook group, I think at Were one you? point. Yeah. Yeah. You might've kicked me out or something. Eric for posting Stick Simon. Stuff. Eric Stick Simon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chelsea's blown up. Yeah, she's a celeb, dude. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she spoke it in that I was just rightfully so. Yeah, she crushed it. Do I know her? Yeah, I don't think I've ever talked to her. If you walked by her, would she recognize you at all? She would recognize me. Yeah, I would also recognize her. You know Chelsea. (laughs) I don't. I've never met her. Really? No, she seems great. It's it's really cool to see what she's built, like how she's grown. Um, You know, she was she's always been. Like the Chelsea that everybody sees on Instagram now, like that's how she's always been, but just more people know her now. It's really cool because we met when we were all just trying to figure shit out. Like we were, yeah. we were just starting. We're like, let's try this social media thing as agents. And is now, that is that Facebook group still active? Not really. I mean, it's what do still you think there, of Facebook groups right now? They annoy the shit out of me, but it, it's still the best place to build a community. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else there would be. Discord. Well, I think. Agents are going to be Discord. Take a while to get agents on Discord. Yeah, Facebook groups are still huge for getting engagement on certain articles, YouTube videos. We had an article shared in Lab Code Agents when we first started BAM, and we got thousands of hits to the website that day because of it. And the different channels you could do in them too. Like I, I called started one called Top Producers, and the goal was to get agents to actually contribute to Broke Agent, Broke Agent Media and submit their memes or ask funny questions. And I would give social media advice. And then I moved it to Discord because it was just kind of easier to manage because there was so much trash posted in this Facebook group. Yeah. It was referrals. It was just people posting their headshots. Yeah. Nothing good yeah. was being posted. And you have to monitor your Facebook group so closely. Like yeah. you need an admin. You do. And I have 12,000 people in it and the group is essentially dead in the sense that there's five or six trash pieces of content a day with no moderation, well, but it's so valuable if you actually run it correctly. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up and leave a comment if you want us to get that private Facebook group going, you know, with a real moderator. And uh, how many people are in it? 12,000. There's 12,000. So if you think we should, you know, have a BAM place where everybody can go and, you know, build that community on Facebook, let us know in the comments. It is a lot of work, though, to moderate. Yeah, totally. I mean, you, you get a notification every time someone posts in it if you want as an, right. as an admin. So if there's 20, 30 posts per day, it's nauseating to even keep track of all of that. Oh, yeah. The but, 5 a.m. call is pretty good. Like maybe once a month somebody will post something ridiculous and we just, you know, take it down. Yeah. A small Facebook group, like for refer our referral network, there's 110, 120 Everybody people knows in it. the deal. Everybody knows what's going on. Everyone's helping each other too. It's all social media help, actual referrals, because that's why people are there. I'm posting my content in there and getting more engagement in that group than I do the top producers group mm. because you just start to know everyone. We have a fantasy football league that's starting. Do you like, know about Refer? Yeah. 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 What do you think? Sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. I don't know a ton about it, but yeah it's eric break it down for them they're they're co-hosting the party with us so basically we have uh, a mastermind virtual call every single month with the big guests we've had tom ferry jason pantana spencer raskoff's coming on i pop in there once every couple weeks and give like social media advice jason cassidy is a co-founder of it so he basically runs you know a majority of like the the hosting um these these speakers 
and it's a referral network and it's basically one agent per major metro- metropolitan area. Nice. But if it's like Los Angeles, you might have five or six agents in different areas, but that way it's like more exclusive. Yeah. And it's a really cool community. And there are, I think 17 of them are coming to Dallas for this event tomorrow. Nice. So this Facebook group has been fantastic, getting to know these agents and getting that access to, they have access to myself, Byron, yes. Jason, is another thing that they're kind of buying into because instead of DMing us where it gets lost, they could actually just ask advice right there and then we have an answer for and them right away. actually yeah. referrals are happening. So that's Yeah, and the whole too. point is a referral network, but <laughs> yeah. referral networks, sometimes you know you won't get a referral, right? But yeah. you're still getting that nonstop value from the access to us and the speaker sessions. So it's been really successful so far. Those smaller Facebook groups, you know, 100, 200 people are gold. Like yeah. I have one for my coaching group, have one for my my team. And like, that's where relationships are built. You know, people commenting on each other's shit. When you ask a question rather than like one person, like you answering, you have this brain trust of all these others that can add a bunch of great perspective and they're gold. I think once you get up to, you know, tens of thousands of people in a group, it, then it just gets kind of watered down or too loud. Then the moderators become too powerful too. Like Facebook group yeah. moderators, they think they're like the gods of yeah. the real estate industry basically. Yeah. And let's, they just let's put refer Bobby, let's put refer in the show notes. Yeah. You can still get in right now, right? Yeah, you can still get in. If your city is not available and, and these are like year long memberships. So if people don't renew for whatever reason, then that city, city can possibly open up. Yeah. But we still have, you know, five or six major cities available. So click that link. Now, do you vet these fuckers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So these are okay. a certain level of production okay. and all that's required. So we'll put that link if you're interested in referring to the show notes. Also in the show notes is the Virtue Desk link. You need a VA. Would you agree, Dustin? Uh, yep. You were just telling do you, us Do you have any VAs right now? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I ha- my editor is a, basically a, a VA of okay. the Philippines. Yeah. Gold. We have some of the clips that you see me posting on Instagram are from a VA. A virtual assistant and virtue desk is absolutely the best in the business so hit the link we've got the best deal for virtue desk at bam and lit the best part about a va which eric doesn't even realize maybe maybe he does is that <laughs> you can me. interview <laughs> as many they set up the interview for you virtue desk does you can interview as many as you want and it costs you nothing mm-hmm. so if you never make a hire i just can't find the right fit no harm no foul you can just interview people and if you find a rock star which I've, we've got seven VAs right now. Nice. You hire, you make the hire. And you can use your Amex and get points. It's the best deal in the world. So hit, hit the link virtually. <laughs> Look at that smile. Down below. <laughs> it is just, I love VAs. I do the same shit. I'm like, okay, so I can also connect my Bonvoy account to my fucking Lyft or, or maybe it's Uber. And it's, like, I try to maximize all that shit. It's fun. literally why I'm at this hotel because right. it's Bonvoy. Yeah. yeah. I'm a married guy too. Over. Yeah. Yeah. I got my room upgraded at my hotel just because I'm a gold. Yeah, gold status. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Hit the thumbs up if you're Bonvoy. And if you're not Bonvoy, you should consider it. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Bonvoy, right Marriott points. Oh, okay. Got you it. Know, so that way, that's why, you know, Eric's like, why don't you stay at the Crescent, which is an absolute awesome hotel in Dallas, one of my favorite hotels of all time, but I'm not getting any Bonvoy points there. So it's this point, the Seahawks are there, right? Dan said so that. I haven't that? seen one NFL player. One? Yeah, I think he was completely <laughs> like, making it up. Well, we've seen. <laughs> I think he saw like a huge jacked guy and then thought it was like a football player. A little fun fact. If you're a big NBA fan, the NBA has a contract with Crescent uh, Hotel, Crescent Court. And there's during the season, there's always the visiting team staying there to play the Mavericks. We saw the Utah Jazz there last time. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen a bunch of uh, yeah. NBA players. I've never heard of this hotel. I feel yeah. left out. But I'm a Marriott right. guy, so I don't give a fuck unless it's a Marriott. Right. right. How far are you from the... 
You just mentioned the Utah Jazz. How far are you from from that? There's downtown, so 15 minutes south. You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Great city. I love Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up there. It wasn't until I started to travel that, like, when you grow up somewhere, you're like, this place sucks. There's nothing to do, right? Yeah. Because you're an idiot kid. Once I started traveling, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't really appreciate it. The mountains, how close everything is. Like, within 20 or 30 minutes, you're in a national forest, like, from the city. It's just, it's a great place. Are you guys impacted by this whole weather, the Colorado River thing that I was talking about last week? Mm-mm. That's not going to impact you. You guys have plenty of water. Oh, I guess I didn't know what the hell you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, what are you talking about? The whole, about? like, yeah. the West. It's more, I guess, Southern California. And I, I've heard. Person. There's people that are like, we're all going to have to leave Utah because there's going to be no water. And like, really? People are saying that? I've heard that. Is that a real thing? I don't know. Or is it just, like, fearfulness? I have a feeling Dustin's going to be able to fill up his... Brita whenever he wants. I don't think yeah. it's a or massive my, panic my life straw. Maybe yeah. it's no, Southern, yeah. Southern yeah, California, exactly. Eric. I'm not worried about water shortages. I got, I'm not. worried about what to post next. You know, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't, I, I don't have time to worry about all these highfalutin, you know, yeah. world events right now. I'm just yeah. very focused on let's get the next YouTube subscriber. You know, the, ne- the next that's one. That's so yeah. of content. If you're not subscribed yet, make sure you do that. He's a little. I care about things. Just say no. Yes. How about they comment? That's a very ignorant statement, but look. I'm Just curious how concerned here. they are about the Yellowstone super volcano. I, I think that's the real issue that we need to discuss and they need to comment below. If, that uh, destroys the country, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. Just, I think it destroys the world. Like no more houses. Yeah. So, you know, what is that? How is that possible? It's in one location. You think a little magma is going to no, destroy the entire world. Dustin. So if the super volcano explodes, all the ash eventually blocks out the sun for the whole planet. The planet. Eric. Yeah. The whole thing. I won't worry one iota about think, the super volcano. I think Instagram will be working dead. then. <laughs> yeah, we're all fucked if that happens. So like, you know, what? what's the point? But that's like a yeah. slow death. For some. Unless you're like Jackson Hole I mean, if you're, or Salt yeah, Lake if you're there. or Boise. We'll but lose our really... tans immediately in the first couple of weeks. Two minutes after the eruption, Eric is putting memes about volcanoes. Yeah, exactly. Flo- Florida that's, good. Be... that's great content for a couple of weeks. News Think about Jack the thumbnails we could do with that, those explosions and, <laughs> and lava flying all over us. That'd be fantastic. We'll get some serious our story heads for two weeks before everything exactly. just goes to shit. Exactly. The floor is lava, so is the world. Yeah. Yeah. Florida would be a devastating place without no sun. I mean, that's what everything is built on. Sunshine. That's true. Thing. Would the humidity go away though? I think it probably uh, would, right? Uh, I don't know how that works. I'm not a scientist. See, in you Salt know, Lake, there's no humidity. So when I go to Florida, I die. Like I just I'll melt. tell you though, the, the humidity to me is overrated. Right. I don't know. If you're from South Florida, do you think it's overrated or some it affects everybody differently? I like the heat. I love it. Ugh. And South Florida, Naples, you get a nice breeze. It's not like being in Orlando where you have like that it, this Orlando's city here rough. in Dallas, yeah. you come here when it's hot, the air is not moving. Right. So it's just hot, like 105 degrees. It never gets over 100 degrees either in South Florida. It's always like in the 90s and then humid. And then most of the year it's in, in the 80s. Like right now it's just high 80s. That's fine for me. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. That's you hot as shit. You can't go in the summer. No, I That's, mean, you can. No wind either, right? No wind. You get monsoons every now and then. It's 110 degrees. I used to play 36 holes in that. Oh my god! As a as a young lad, doesn't bother you. I mean, now it does certainly, yeah. but not when I was 15. Now that you've been in weathered South Car- uh, California, that is just exactly the I'm most in, ridiculous. I'm in LA, and it's perfect. It's you have a lot of California people moving to Utah. Yes, lots. Yes, droves. Nobody from Utah likes the California people. Why? 
They're, they're, they come and they vote different. They fuck it all up. They are <laughs> screwing it all up. Yeah. Why? What is What's Utah? Utah is super red. Is it? You know, except for, so I love Salt this. Lake's probably not though. Salt Lake is super blue. It's like Boulder or Berkeley. And then like, once you get out of Salt Lake city itself, it gets more red. I love it. Cause it's, it's not everybody thinking the same way. Like yeah. it's a nice mix, but you know, there's certainly some clashing going on. And they're going to Salt Lake specifically or everywhere. There's a lot of Californians moving to Salt Lake. I mean, affordability is amazing in Salt Lake compared to most places in California. Um, there's a lot of Californians going to Phoenix and Austin, like Cali to Austin is just like, yeah, it's a pipeline. It's a pipeline. It's like EXP to real. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, I just got a real guy joining me. Oh, nice. Yeah. There we go. Really? Yeah. Was it a, a reverse team pipeline? Or? He's all surprised. He's was like, it really? No, I <laughs> haven't heard insane. that. This flies against the narrative. What the <laughs> it does. Well, it does. Yeah. What, is it a single agent? Yeah. Yeah. That's why probably wherever they were that's real, right. no sport. What's his name? Well, his name is Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Missouri news. Jeff in Missouri. Jeff in Missouri. Jeff. Real to EXP. Never been done before. This is breaking news. Should we yeah. have like the How big do you think Kyra? Real will get? 5,000 agents. Do you think they'll get like half the size of EXP? I mean, they can get as big as EXP. I mean, there's so many agents out there, you know? Yeah. And then when you think of how many agents are, are in the world, like there's tens of millions. So, I mean, EXP is what? 80 something thousand. Tens of millions in the world? Yeah. Is that a true stat? Well, yeah. if you think how many... In America, there's 1.4 million licensed agents, right? Yeah, and over 2 million real estate agents, right. supposedly. Yeah. So that's 2 million. Plus uh, India, Brazil. Like He only needs 8 million left in the entire country for his tens of million statement. Do they have agents in India? To make slight yeah. sense. Oh, we got to go to India. Yeah. Eric. We got to go to India? Because yeah. there's agents there? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm plus... about to get some agents in South Africa joining my team. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's because EXP is open in 20, I don't know, 20 something countries. Yeah, they're exploding. But real can do the same thing. Like when it's virtual, like you just like turn on a country, you know, as long right. as you meet all the rules and regulations, they don't have the brick and mortar bullshit. What about accountability when it's all virtual? What do you mean? Holding agents accountable when everything's virtual and there's no like real, you know, you can't babysit physical. them in person. Yeah, but like. I mean, I guess you can do some events, obviously, like a couple times a year that keeps the it's, you know, yeah. eight, first of all, real estate agents, sales, salespeople, not all salespeople, but real estate. It's so different than regular salespeople is what, what I would say is like the mindset of yes. a real estate agent can be very fragile and very in a nice way. I'm saying that like it can be, you know, they're in their head a lot. That's why Tom Ferry mm-hmm. says, you know, get out of your head, drunk monkey, all that kind of talk like. That's why coaching has been built up so much mm-hmm. in real estate because of that side of the agent overthinking. Right. So how do you hold people accountable when it's only virtual? Well, some of them you can't. You know, I believe that their personality is a big factor. And some people should be on a team because they need uh, maybe they're not as big of a self-starter, they're not as self-motivated. They kind of need accountability coming from outside that would be more conducive to a local team. Cool. Others want to be left the hell alone, want to just sit in their basement, do their thing. They are self-starters. They are assertive. Like if they need help, they reach out and say, Hey, I need help. So what I've seen, cause I've, I've been with my company for over four years now, like you can tell just by their personality, if they're going to thrive in the model or not. Um, so that's a big part of it. Yeah. But, so there's so many models that are like, that's a fit for some people, but teams yeah. a fit for others. And that's why absolutely 
I don't think this model of EXP or real is going to take everything. It's going to get that share. And there's still Remax yeah. still works for a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's actually for the very entrepreneurial, pie. like that's a great system for those, you know, a lot of people. Totally. And then there's, you know, other ones that are a little less split, but a lot of support or, you know, maybe that's debatable on some of them, but you know, it's all these different models that work for everybody. Exactly. And it's such a big pie that, all of these companies can just have massive success. See what I did there? Yeah. Massive yeah. success. Yeah. Yes. I, I like whenever he says the word massive. Yeah. Just like yeah. delay, massive. Yeah, I know. That's hilarious. Yeah. Everything is massive. <laughs> when I was at, well, I still am, but Compass, I found myself way happier when I'd actually go into the office to hold myself yeah. accountable mm. because I felt like I was doing nothing at home. So even if I went in the office and did nothing, I still felt better about myself because <laughs> yeah. I do have such a fragile mindset like that. Like this if is I was just like, I'm yeah. getting to the office every day at 9 a.m., you know, opening up the MLS there, sending my one email there. At least I'm there. There's agents in the office that have questions. There's agents that I could like ask advice for. We have office meetings where people are talking about their listings coming on the market. Like it's that type of stuff content wise, especially too, which really yeah. helped me. But that helped me as an agent too when agents would give me referrals in the office or say like, Hey, I want this, you want this shitty two month lease? Like take that, you know, at least it's something. <laughs> take that, take <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like a lot of agents who join these cloud brokerages are missing out on that aspect of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, that would suck to not have a place to go and print something. Right. right. Well, yeah. I guess you could have a printer. Forbid. There's bigger issues in the printer, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that oh, <laughs> there's definitely bigger issues because you can yeah, go paperless obviously. for sure. But that's why I think the events and that kind of stuff, the masterminds are so important. Weekly because calls, you get, events. You get people into that same space and you do you do when you're physically around people, you do learn a lot quicker. You do solve problems a lot quicker. Just like me being physically in my Connecticut office, like I can be walking to the bathroom and I see something and I can fix it in real time mm -hmm. where that might have gone unnoticed for two months and or nobody said anything or like it comes to me when it actually is a problem other than like the two second like hey you should really be saying that this way great here, here's how you do it and then you move on and it's fixed yes and th those little nuances are missed i think in just virtual but then when you if you do like a quarterly mastermind similar to tom ferry coaching right like yeah we're here at the tom ferry success summit this is like a massive amplification of everything you learn and all the accountability and all the relationships you have and then like you talk to somebody and it's like, this is working in my market. Boom. You can go oh, and yeah. make a tweak to something. Maybe you're doing a little bit off and you just get so much information at once. You obviously have to execute on something. Yes. You know, you can't just leave here with a bunch of ideas and not execute, but you get a whole bunch of information at one time. Yes. We call it staying around the campfire, you know, um, whether you're virtual or, or in an office, like it doesn't matter. Like if you, if you withdraw from everything and you don't reach out and like attend trainings if you don't reach out and say hey i need help with this or i'm frustrated i don't even know where to go and you don't tell anybody like you're i don't care where you are you're not going to do well so uh, there's been a bunch of times where we've had an agent that, that i've had a call with and they're like i'm struggling like you know just i'm in a rut and i always know the answer but i ask them like well like when was the last time you came to one of our weekly calls when was the last time you went to an event when was the last time you um, attended a training and they're like, well, it's been a while. Well, it's when you, when you aren't plugged into everything, you just, 
like you just kind of drift off, mm. you know? So staying, staying around the campfire is crucial. Whether you're, it doesn't matter which brokerage you're at, like just go to the trainings, go to the events, go into the office every now and then, uh, because there's something about that motion, that action that just like keeps you going. Like it keeps the momentum going, you know, hundred percent. And just engaging with other people. If you're just in yeah. your own head, thinking about a mistake that you made or, you know, some anxiety that you have about a client or a text message that's burning in your phone that you don't haven't answered yet or something like that. If you're interacting with other people and not thinking about that, your response will probably be more rational than yeah. how it would be if you're just in your own head the entire time. And I totally thinking about a response, like it just demobilizes you and you end up doing nothing. Oh yeah. And it gives you reverse momentum. And you just keep overthinking, overthinking. You it sits just there for, like, for nine hours. Yeah. And then your response at that point yeah. is even worse, even yeah. though you've you've calculated every scenario that could go wrong with it. But also one more point about the office is you do feel like when you leave the office, you could kind of put your work away too. So if you're in the office from like nine to six, I know real estate, you could get a call whenever. But I always felt like I could just put my stuff away after I got home, as opposed to if I'm home working the entire day, mm -hmm. it's still like a continuous momentum where it's like, I, I could open up my laptop at 8 PM right now and do something as opposed to when I got back from the office. Yeah. It's interesting though, cause like BAM keeps getting bigger and bigger and BAM is that virtual company. We have yeah, I know. I mean, me and Bobby yeah. spent a lot of time together, obviously, but it's, everybody is somewhere different. All our like employees, our contractors, our contributors, everybody's in a different location. And that's like, we're doing a meeting tonight, like a BAM meeting, because we have Jill, our creative director, Bobby, um, our lead editor is gonna, she's just gonna zoom in, but we have so many of us here together. It's like, we need to use this time to, we run off of EOS, and like everything's off of nice. the EOS system. Traction. So, yeah, we're gonna talk rocks and yeah, Traction, great book. Yeah. Uh, definitely, you should get that if you run a, even a small little team, even if it's like two or three people, Traction would work well, even for that small of a number. Um, but we're here together. So it's like, even though there's so much going on, we got to take this time to like physically work through some shit. The level 10 meetings. Yeah, we do a lot. We did a level 10 today. So Every Monday. usually Mondays we do an hour, uh, for BAM. We just did a power half hour session because there's so much going on, but I have between the two companies, there is, I think 11 L10 meetings going. Bobby runs one with our video clips, team. like our video team, the clips team level. We've, t I've talked about it before on the podcast. Level 10 meetings will change your life as an operator of a business. It just keeps it so organized. So it, even Eric's a fan. The more I learn about even you, isn't that incredible? Yeah. yeah. I'm even the Eric's most disorganized person in the world. I can't believe I like level 10 meetings <laughs> and look at that structure. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's an unbelievable structure. Yeah. The, so many of the largest teams in the industry run on EOS. Yeah, actually, uh, a lot of there's hedge funds right now that are buying companies that will only buy EOS run companies. Like there's certain hedge funds that wow. run on EOS. Yeah, it's it's like getting to be that big of a thing. It's not a real estate thing at all. Like right. a lot of real estate teams are on EOS. Yeah, but it's in so many different industries. Yeah, it's crazy. It's an operating system. Yeah, and yeah. there's people have different versions of it. Like if you actually dig into like Gino Blafari's West Coast offense, it's kind of similar, not totally similar, but like he's got a lot of parallels. I don't know if you ever heard his West Coast. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Gino yeah. Blafari, <laughs> Gino's uh, CEO of 
Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I did not know that. Oh, you gotta love it. You'd like Gino stuff. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's I just. Thought, I thought you were talking up. about a football coach. So did I actually. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you say that before, yeah. and I was trying to think like which offensive coordinator is this, <laughs> right? And he then, was a big Niners fan, so uh-huh. he kind of stole that West Coast offense theme. That's just right. like all his pillars of how he's, you know, run his teams and everything. He's gone from agent to obviously. I don't know who the fuck that is. Gino, <laughs> <Yeah. Gino, laughs> if you know Gino yeah. in the comments, that's maybe a great you're clip PHHS. right there. Him saying that, and then massive agent saying that. Yeah. That's right, a good one. Let's yeah. wrap this up with your massive take on what agents need to be focused on the rest of the year. Oh, it, it's cliche and they're not going to like it. The ones who aren't doing it are going to like it. But if their face isn't visible on the Internet, what the hell are you doing? Mm. You, you have to be seen where people are looking. So you can't just rely on referrals for the rest of your career because those referrals are seeing all the other agents content in their news feeds. The people who would be hiring you pretty soon, they're just not ever going to get to you because some other agent is going to be top of mind. So you have to figure out how to get past whatever insecurities you have, whatever, you know, I don't have time bullshit and figure out how to make it and put your face and your voice on the internet as often as possible. Yeah. Not, there's never enough. No, never enough. Which is why we brought the massive agent pod over to BAM because there is never enough content if you're not following it already, make sure we've got all of the audio links for Massive Agent. Make sure you get over there, start checking it out. Next week on Thursday, you will see the podcast up on YouTube. We're going we're gonna to be taking over the clips and everything, the blog, they'll be on the website. So Massive Agent, welcome to BAM. Thanks, fellas. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, we are too. Awesome, brother.